afternoon, Helen. Thank you so much for agreeing to participate in this interview. We are very happy to have you here today. So would you like to share about yourself? Okay, so I'm a year three student at Republic Poly and um, I'm, I study business sports management. Right. Um, I used to be in uh, sports school and I just graduated uh, two years ago. Yeah. From sports school? Yeah. Right. So tell us about at what age did you start with your sport and what sport was it? So when I was nine years old, I started netball. Um, so I played netball for ten years now. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so you started at the age of nine, mm -hmm. correct? And then you played netball. Yeah. All right. So how did you start? How did you realize that netball was the sport that you you're passionate in and that you want to? choose as a sport for you to have a career in? Mm. I guess I was always interested in the ball game and especially because netball is a team sport which makes me more uh, interested in it. Yeah. Yes, I like the feeling of being able to play with my friends. Right. Okay, so at what platform or what stage were you when you were nine years old? Was it in school that you were? Yeah. Right. Do you want to share a little bit more about that? What was the experience like? Um, so in primary school, I guess it's just a CCA to me. Right. Yeah. So it was all fun, and we just enjoy the sport. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Mm. So when you say you enjoy the sport, what was it about the sport that you kind of enjoyed? Mm. I enjoy the feeling of winning. <laughs> yeah. At uh, when we have competitions <laughs> against other schools. Yeah. And. It's just the trail of playing uh, netball. Yeah. Tell us a bit about netball. So uh, in netball, I play the position of center mainly. Yeah, which is like my role is to attack and defend at the same time. And it's a 40 minutes game, uh, but at a high level, it's a uh, one hour. Wow. Yeah. When you say higher level. As in, um, like, uh, NSL, like, level, or when I go overseas to compete, yeah, it's 15 minutes per quarter. Wow. Yeah, instead of 10. Right. Yeah. So what would you need to do to prepare yourself for a, uh, a game, for example? So I have my own pre-game music playlist that I, will, <laughs> that I will listen to before a game to maybe hype myself up or right. calm myself down, depends on my mood on that day. Yeah, and I also do visualization on the way to my competition, yeah. So I hear two things. One is pre-game list, yeah. music list, yeah. and the other one is visualization. Yeah. Can you share with us who would be the artists in your pre-game music list? Would you like to share? I think it's quite random. It's mm. just the songs that are more uh, sports related and champions type of uh, mindset songs. Right. Yeah. And what would that be? Mm, like... Uh, mm, Do you have any favourites? Mm, no. 
not really. No, so yeah. it's just any random ones. Yeah. Right. So you chose the theme as sports, is it? Or yeah. yeah. Is this in in a particular um, playlist? Yeah. Okay. Right. And also talk to us about visualization. How important is it for you to actually have visualization before you go into a game? Uh, for me, it's very important because uh, it allows me to mentally prepare for the game and to to visualize what is poss what possibly is going to happen during a game and what I will be doing on court. Yeah, and I also set personal goals, so I will imagine myself, you know, achieving that goal. Right. So have you so far? Uh, been able to, with visualization, achieve your goals? Yeah, yes. You want to share more about that? So, for example, when I visualize myself doing a certain play or uh, giving a good pass, for example, and I achieve that. Mm. Wow. Yeah. So, the, that's the power of visualization. Yeah. Okay. So, besides these two, what else can you can attribute to a good game? Me for yourself, a preparation for a good game. Mm, I would say um, making, uh, getting my body ready for the game. For example, the night before, mm. I will stretch or roll, yeah, and make sure that my muscles are ready. Right. Yeah, and I will also go to the physio on that day to get my ankle tape up. Yeah and just be ready for the game. Yeah. So when you were at that age, a tender age of nine years old, mm -hmm. all the way to pre-sports school, right? Let's mm -hmm. talk about that period. And you were in primary school, right? Mm -hmm. And so how many hours did you practice in a week, for example? Mm, about only four hours. Yeah. A as a CCA? Yeah, as a CCA. I see. Okay. All right. And then did you have any, when you're looking back, right, did you find that you had some some of your biggest achievements during that period of time? Mm, I would say my biggest achievement would be getting uh, MVP in a game. Again? Like MVP in a game. What is MVP in a game? Most valuable player. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Congratulations. Thank you. You're welcome. So, wow. And how, how do you think that would have... Um, how did you achieve that? Um, I, I always play my best and um, do what my team needs me whenever, you know, for example, they need me to defend, I will defend and um, try to get more possessions for the team to score mm. more points. Yeah. Right. And then um, besides, you know, having a pre-game music list and also visualization do you have like a a kind of mindset that you actually put yourself on whenever you are having a game mm, the mindset i have is i want to win <laughs> yeah i always tell myself that um when i go in a game when i go into a game i want to win yeah so it kind of motivates me to always try my best yeah wow. So has it always worked for you? Uh, most of the time, yes. Because it's a team sport, right? So it doesn't always determine on my own uh, 
ability and skills. Yeah. Yeah, and how I perform. Yeah. So tell us, yes. So you're talking about team sport, right? Mm -hmm. um, in the terms of team sport, of course, the dynamics is beyond you, mm -hmm. right? There's the team, and there's the coach, and there's the others as well who are in the whole um, network of people, mm -hmm. right? Who do you think um, was the most important, if not amongst the more important people in that setting every time before a game? Mm, I would say my coach because mm. um, my coach will motivate me and you know, encourage me and then she will tell me like um, what like uh, like what to do on court and the things that um, I need to improve on mm. yeah mm. okay. So this was pre-sport school? Uh, this no. was during primary school? Or all throughout? Along. Yeah, throughout. All along? Yeah. All I see. Okay. So do share with us um, the choice of your secondary school. How did you make that choice and yeah, what were you thinking? Mm, so at first, I guess uh, I went for the trials that was selected. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. At first, I, as a primary school kid, I didn't really think much of it, yes. and I couldn't decide between my affiliated school or mm. sports school. So I had my parents to decide for me. I see. Yeah. Okay. And how did you feel when you found out that you were selected? Um, I was happy and I was kind of um, excited to see um, what uh, I can do in sports school, especially because of the system. Right. Yeah. It's a very unique system, right? Yeah. Right. So tell us about how your experience was in your in sports school. So in sports school, I actually bought. So I stay in sports school from Monday to Friday, mm -hmm. and I check out on Friday night, and I check in on Sunday night. Yeah. And I have morning trainings. And then I go lessons. Oh. Yeah, and after that, after lessons, we have training again. Yeah. This is in primary, sorry, secondary school? Yeah, it's an everyday thing. So how, what's the timing like? What's the schedule like? like? Uh, morning training will be 6.30. Wow, yeah. 6.30 in the morning? What time do you wake up? About 6. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And I have lessons at about uh, 9 all the way until 2-3pm and then I'll have uh, afternoon training at 4 yeah and dinner time will be around 7 yeah so 6.30 in the morning mm -hmm. first session of training yeah this is from Mondays to Fridays in lower set, yes, but when I moved to upper set, it was about two, three times a week. Right. So you started your first year at sports school having that sort of routine. Yeah. How was it like for you? At first, I was quite shocked, you know, but uh, I got used to it and I thought mm, that it wasn't that bad, actually. Okay. Yeah. And when you say you were shocked, why do you feel shocked? 
Why did you feel shocked? Mm, because I never ever like had that kind of training system back in primary school. Yeah, and now I have to train uh, so many times in a, like twice a day and so many times in one week. Uh, I was quite um, worried that um, will I be able to do it, you know, yeah. So let's talk about your training schedule. Sounds to me like when you were 13, you already were exposed to a very interesting set of schedules mm -hmm. that sports school has for you. Yeah. And uh, you were saying it's starting from 6.30 in the morning mm -hmm. and then all the way till evening, right? So do share with us, when you say 6.30 in the morning, how long was your training session? About two hours. So 6.30 to 8.30? Yeah. And then you, what would you do after that? Oh, I'll have breakfast and after that I'll have school from about 9am to about 3pm and at 4pm I'll start my afternoon training uh, for also two hours Yeah, and after that I'll have dinner and after dinner we have this called SST which stands for Supervised Study Time where you know it's just a time for us to do our homework and catch up with school. And there are also tutors and teachers there for us if we want to ask questions. Yeah. Nice. How was it for you during the first few months when you just boarded and then you're away from your family and then away from the familiar because you are away from your friends as well? Mm -hmm. You're away from family, you're away from your home, your room, mm -hmm. your favorite toys, everything that's mm -hmm. really familiar. You're away and then suddenly you realize that you have a schedule that is back to back mm -hmm. and really very productive. Yeah. How, how did you feel about that? Mm, I guess I was not really concerned about the part from being home. Like away from home. Oh, okay. Yeah, because um, I was always quite independent. Yeah, so it was okay, and I made new friends in sports school too. So friends was not a problem either. Yeah. So the transition period, though. The transition period from a primary school to secondary school. Mm -hmm. How was it like? It forced me to be more disciplined. Yeah in my lifestyle mm -hmm. now that it has changed. Right. Yeah. And what sort of discipline do you mean? Mm, so sleep, do what I eat, and my habits. Mm, yeah, like I know that I have to get enough rest to get my body ready for the next day. And uh, the food that is provided for us, yeah. So it's like they take care of our, what we eat in our meals. So it's kind of a good thing. Yeah. Uh, did you enjoy yourself? Yeah, yes. Yeah, I enjoyed uh, boarding most. You did? Yeah, because I get to stay with my friends. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What is it about boarding besides your friends that really like make you feel like it's really a good experience? Mm. Like whenever you want to talk to someone, there is always someone there because they are like we are so close to each other. Mm. Yeah. 
So you have a support system there? Yeah. Wow, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's about transition from primary school to secondary school, I suppose. Mm -hmm. And then how about the education-wise and balancing the education and the sport as well? Mm -hmm. So in order for you to um, train and then after you need to go to school, you, you have that half an hour of buffer time mm -hmm. to eat, to shower, to mm -hmm. do everything. And so how did you find those balancing act? Uh, if I, it, it, for a lack of a better word, yeah. Mm. I feel that uh, it wasn't that difficult for me to balance uh, sports and studies at the same time because of the support system that uh, sports school offer. Ah. Yeah. Um, so our classes are in smaller groups, so it's only like 20 plus people in a class compared to mainstream schools where they have like 40 people. So the teachers are, can um, focus on us more and give us more attention. So uh, my grades was quite good in sports school. <laughs> yeah. Wow, nice. That's yeah. good. And what did you? What would you attribute it to? Mm, I would say my teachers. Yeah. Oh, what, what? What about your teachers? What have they? How did they help you? Um, I would say they try to make lessons more interesting for me and they also give, they are also more lenient with the homework uh, and because they understand that we have trainings also. Right. Yeah. Okay. And so when you went from primary school to secondary school, I suppose your uh, playing field or your sport um, uh, exposure will be more, mm -hmm. will be higher, will be on a wider as well. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I feel um, every time I get an opportunity to compete overseas or have a training camp in overseas, it's just uh, another experience for me, and mm. um, it's not. Uh, I feel very uh, privileged because it's not uh, everyone. Um, not everyone can have that opportunity to travel overseas and compete at my age and especially in Singapore, yeah. What would your biggest achievements be? As a... As an athlete? As an athlete. Mm, as a netballer, I would say my biggest achievement would be uh, making it into the National Youth 21 squad, yeah. Ah, okay. So National Youth 21 squad. Yeah. And how old would you need to be in order to get into that? Uh, she just need to be under 21. Under 21? Yeah. Okay. So um, here we are talking about being young and then at a stage where you are a very young person mm -hmm. and then you are also going through a lot of changes in your body, in your physicality. Mm -hmm. What was your experience like? Mm, I would say as I grow older, I would expect myself to be able like, to be stronger and to be faster and just to be a better athlete than what I was um, like when I was younger. Yeah. So I understand that um, you actually made that decision 
to switch to another sport. Yeah. Tell us about that. Um, so I changed sport to basketball last year uh, during lockdown period actually. Oh. Yeah, because uh, I felt that I lost the motivation to train for netball and the passion for the sport just seemed to, you know, uh, go away. Yeah, so I was deciding whether I should continue to play that sport or I should um, take the opportunity to do something that uh, what I always wanted to do. Yeah. I see. When was this again? Uh, last year. Last year, any specific period? Uh, during the lockdown. This was two years ago. Lockdown was two years ago. Uh, 2020? 2021. So you, you decided in the year of 2021? Yeah. I see. Um, is there a reason besides the fact that you don't have motivation anymore that you wanted to choose basketball instead? You mentioned something about loving basketball. Yeah, it's because I always wanted to do basketball actually as a kid. Oh! Yeah, but I always didn't have the opportunity to. So netball was the most similar to basketball. I see. Yeah. Okay, so tell us about your experience then. So I started off with uh, RP basketball and um, I joined an outside club also after that. Yeah, um, I would say the transition was um, not very easy for me because of the, after all it's a whole different, whole new different sport. Yeah, and I had to kind of start from level one. Yeah. And going in as a new player, um, I had uh, a lot to learn and especially I feel that uh, I went in to basketball, uh, I started basketball at a quite a late stage, yeah, at 20 years old. Yeah. And I felt that uh, if I started earlier it would be better. Yeah, because I will have more experience playing in the youth team. Uh, but uh, now that uh, I'm 20, I could I can only uh, participate in the women's uh, and open category, so it's uh, tougher. Yeah, play against with playing with uh, more experienced players. Yeah. Wow, must be quite tough for you. Yeah. Okay, so what was the conversation like, and who did you did you who did you approach first to start the conversation of changing? Uh, I had uh, meetings with my coaches and managers in sports school, yeah, and they arranged um, meetings with me and my parents to see if the transition was possible. Because uh, from what I know, no one has changed from netball to basketball before or right. from netball to any other sport right. in, yeah, in sports school. So this was when you were still in sports school? Uh, I was in uh, the tuition program. Right, right, yeah. right. So which, this was last year, right? Yeah. So you're in RP3 right now? Yeah. Right. So when you're in year two in RP? Yeah. Okay. So, so to, to cut the story short, essentially the transition has to be uh, uh, managed by the sports school 
management. Yeah, and I have to play a sport uh, that RP offers also. Right. Yeah. Right. Which luckily they have basketball. Right. Yeah. And then so, um, how was the experience after that conversation started? Mm. So after many more meetings, they uh, actually allowed me to have this change in sport and yeah, they supported me by uh, linking me up with RP Basketball. Right. Yeah. So I just went for the trials and I got in. Yeah. And I played recently the Polite for them. Yeah. Okay. So um, once the conversation has already started mm. and then you are getting into um, basketball already, mm -hmm. do share with us how was your first experience training in basketball? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I would say every training that I attend is uh, I always have something to learn and something to take away. Mm. Uh, because uh, there are so many things to learn. It's like a never-ending uh, learning process for basketball. Yeah. Tell us about the learning part. How difficult was it? Mm. So it was quite difficult for me to understand some uh, basketball terms and uh, the set plays. Yeah, it was hard to remember and process because uh, it was something new for me. Yeah, so I always have to watch others do first, then I will follow. Yeah. So what attributes would you? think that would have contributed to a successful transition into basketball then? Mm, I would say uh, courage because courage? Yeah, um, you can't be afraid to fail. Yeah, and even though you may not be good at it at first, but um, I tell myself to give myself time, you know, to adapt and to learn, mm. yeah. Okay, what else besides courage? Mm. Mm. Being able to be uh, receptive of uh, getting feedbacks, yeah. I feel that that is very important because uh, at my stage of um, getting to know this sport, I'll be getting a lot of uh, feedbacks and people telling me what to improve on mm. um, from my, regardless of my teammates or my coach. Mm. Yeah, so I feel that um, getting those feedback will make me a better player. Yeah. Okay. And so you've been doing it for the past one year? Yeah. Being a basketball player, how has it been so far? Um, it's been great. Yeah, even though it's tough, but I've enjoyed myself and every single day playing basketball. Really? Yeah. That's nice. And how are you getting on along with uh, your your playmates, your basketball mates? Mm, um, I feel that they they get to, they don't see me as a netball player. Yeah. They don't. Yeah, they don't. Yeah. So your transition must be really quite fast. Yeah, kind yeah. of. Yeah. Yeah. And what would you say the mindset that you need then in order to have that kind of speedy transition? Mm, 
Mm, I must be willing to learn. Mm. Yeah. So whatever, every single training is important. Mm. Yeah, regardless of how small or how um, uh, difficult the skill is. Yeah. Um, I feel that with effort, I'll be able to um, master it someday. Yeah. Wow. Sounds so empowering. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about perception. Mm -hmm. Right? Did you have any perception of how your transitions, or especially when you were having difficulties or challenges, mm -hmm. how did you perceive those challenges and how did you overcome them? Mm, I knew the transition was not going to be easy. Mm, so, so you knew that it yeah, wasn't going to be easy, okay? Yeah. Okay. Because uh, I know there are so many great basketball players out there. Right. Yeah. And starting from the basic and being a new play, like new to the sport, uh, I, I knew that um, there is so much more for me to learn. Yeah. For me to be at the same level as them. Yeah. I would need more practice and more uh, guidance from others. Yeah. So your perception would be that mm. it will be difficult? Yeah. So you are re realistic with your perception? Yeah. I see. And do you think that, personally speaking, do you mm. feel that having the right perception would actually have a certain effect on the outcome of your transition? Yeah, I feel that mm, you must be mentally prepared for what is going to come. And then you can, you know, be more uh, mm, uh, So when you're mentally prepared Then I'll be able to perform better Because um, I really see it coming Right yeah. You already saw it coming Yeah So you have all these already in your mind. Yeah. I see. Before you get into something. Yeah. Okay. So what would also be playing in your mind? Will it be all the positives or will it all be the negatives or would it all be everything that are the possibilities? What would it be like? I think both negatives and positives. Mm, positives would be um, being, uh, getting to the stage where I want to be. Mm. Um, and negatives will be um, like maybe this is not for me again. <laughs> no. Yeah, but uh, I feel like uh, now it's more positive than negatives. Yeah. So, writing on that, you mentioned also that sometimes you have that thought, maybe this is not for me. Yeah. Can you expand on that? Um, because I'm, I can't be hundred percent sure whether I'm um, good enough, yeah, but uh, I just want, I just wanted to give myself a shot, yeah, and not have any regrets in the future, yeah. Mm. I see. So you just open yourself up to the possibility of anything happening? Yeah. Wow. Mm. Okay. So how's your experience so far in terms of your basketball achievements? Mm, so for 
the recent Polite that I played in, my team got third place. Wow, yeah. nice. Yeah. What is that? What? what uh, it's Polite? A, yeah, it's a poly... Oh. Yeah, VS ITE, but uh, ITE didn't participate this year. Yeah. I so see. So we just play against all the poly in Singapore. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, um, can I go back to your academic pathway? Mm -hmm. So in terms of academics, uh, what was it like for you when you were in primary school? Which school did you go to? Uh, CHIJ Our Lady of Activity. And where is that? Uh, it's in Aogang. Okay. Yeah, it's a girls' school, convent school. Yeah. Okay. And how was the transition to SSP? Mm. So it's an all-girls school. Yeah, and then mixed school. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I feel it was, it was good. Like, um, mingling around and to you know, make friends not just with one gender. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was uh, comfortable for you? Yeah. Okay, that's good. And in terms of academics wise, how was it like? Did you have any issues um, with your academic achievements along the way while you are um, training as a sport, uh, as an athlete? Mm, no, I didn't. Yeah, I managed to uh, keep up with schoolwork and do well my exams, and at the same time, uh, go for my trainings. Yeah. So then, how did you come to the point of True Train? Mm, so I actually uh, joined True Train after I did my N levels. N levels. Yeah. Okay. Which was not required for True Train. Okay. Yeah, but I did it uh, because uh, I wanted a uh, at least an N level cert at first. But uh, after I did my after I finished my N levels, the principal of sports school actually offered me the True Train pathway. Right. Yeah. Right. So tell us about True Train. What does that mean to you? Mm. It gives me the freedom and the time to actually train more and uh, to keep up with poly life. Yeah. Right. Because uh, from secondary school to poly is uh, a bit different because of the uh, curriculum and uh, the more modules that we take. Yeah. Okay, so what are you studying right now? Uh, business sports <coughs> management. Business sports management. Yeah. And that will be a diploma. Yeah. Very interesting. So it is actually quite connected with your career as a, uh, as an athlete. Yeah. Okay. So how did you get to the point of wanting to study business and sports management? Mm, because um, I always wanted to uh, do something related to sports in the future. Yeah, because it's something that I love. Okay. Yeah. And what did SSP do, or how did you get exposed to this course? Uh, because uh, for RP, uh, currently this is the only uh, course that they offer. Okay. Yeah. Ah. Okay. Mm. All right. Okay. So, in the aspect of identity, mm -hmm. what would you understand yourself? as a 13-year-old who's starting out in SSP, mm -hmm. what would you say your identity, your self-identity is like compared to when you are 18 years old? 
Hmm. I'd say when I was 13, I was more uh, carefree. I didn't really know what becoming ahead and I just go with the flow, you know, with the school system. Right. Yeah. When I was 18, um, I, w I really know what I want to do. And So you share the that yes. the commitments right. that I will need to uh, commit to, like um, because of how sports uh, I do sports every day and how it affects my social life, uh, family time. Yeah. Mm. Mm -hmm. So okay. So between thirteen to eighteen, there was a stark mm. difference in identity in terms of what you see yourself as. Mm -hmm. So how was that between the age of 13 to 18? How was it formed? How did it get to the age of 18 knowing what to do and your level of commitment and what you want to set yourself out to do? Mm. Because I was always active and uh, being part of the national youth, group, youth team. In, yeah, so uh, when I was 13, I was in under 14, you know, was and I progressively moved on to under 17 and then under 21. Yeah, so uh, I would say um, uh, being in like this system, it allows me to like just keep going upwards, you know. Mm. Yeah. So they kind of guided you yeah. through the system to develop you in the way that you solidify your self-identity by the age of 18. Yeah. I see. So between 18 to now, mm -hmm. has there been any changes? Mm. I would say no, because uh, I'm still um, trying to pursue my sports. Just a different one. Yeah. Okay. And is your level of commitment still the same? Mm. Uh, what you set yourself to do, are they still the same? Yeah, because uh, other than uh, trainings, uh, which is much lesser than when I was in, uh, when I was playing netball competitively, uh, but uh, outside of uh, trainings, I do play street ball, which is still basketball. So it, it just never. So it's just I just play basketball every day. Yeah. I see. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about a little bit about family. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Tell us about your family and how have they been supportive in terms of you being an athlete? Mm, I would say that my parents are quite supportive of me because. Uh, they give me the, they understand that I'm busy with my schedule and they don't uh, kind of uh, force me into like, family time, you know. Right. Yeah. Okay, so what else have they, how, how else have they shown that they've been supportive of you? Mm, 
I would say financial, financially, because mm-hmm. um, they they assure me that you know, uh, as long as I want to go for any overseas trips, they will like, kind of sponsor me. Yeah. What's your relationship like with your parents? Uh, I would say good because uh, I can tell them anything. Um, and they are always very uh, open to my to what I want to do. So, yeah. Okay. And you mentioned also when you were choosing your education pathway, mm-hmm. you actually left it to your parents to yeah. decide. So there's a lot of trust between both of you, yeah. both parties, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So growing up time, have they always been the kind of parents who like? typically would be shuttling you to and fro to competitions, to uh, training venues, etc. No, because they're also busy with their work. Right. Yeah, so they just leave, leave it up to me, you know, to travel and go to, to travel from like my trainings into school. But um, they do send me to uh, check-ins every night uh, in sports school. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. That's sweet. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what do you do with your family or how do you spend time with them over the weekend when you check out of uh, sports school? We just have simple dinner together. Yeah. How do you spend time over the weekend besides being with family then? Mm, I would say other than basketball, I don't really do anything else. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Right. So, do you do you have close friends? Yeah. Mm. Tell us about that. Uh, I would say uh, living in the boarding school, um, it really forms like like strong bonds of friendship there. Yeah, because we see each other every day. We do everything together. Mm. Yeah, from school to training to you know staying together. Yeah, so uh, I would say they are my closest friends uh, since uh, sports school now. Yeah. So you guys are still in touch. Yeah. Right. And is this from the same group of people who've been with you since sec one? Yeah. Oh wow, mm-hmm. nice. Are they already like outside doing their own stuff? Because you're already doing your, yeah. your RP program, what are, what, have, what are they doing now? So some they are already in unis, yeah, or they are some still playing netball. Yeah. And you guys are in touch? Yeah. That's really nice. Yeah. What would you consider as your self-care routines? So usually I will just stretch uh, after every training and I will roll when I go back home. Yeah. And sometimes I will ice my uh, ankle if it hurts after a training session, yeah. Okay, and so that's pre and post yeah. games. What about over the week, like your, your schedule of having daily routines of training and studying and just constantly having a, a routine of that? What would you say some of the self-care routines that you would do? Mm, I would reward myself after a long week with good food. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> what kind of good food is that? So it's just a like a cheat day. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. 
You have a cheat day? Yeah. Okay, tell us about your cheat day. So I just eat whatever I want. Yeah. And what would be your favorite cheat day food? Um, I'd say like mala and like McDonald's type, yeah. Wow. Okay, so on the converse, if you're talking about cheat day, then what would your normal diet be then? Um, usually I take in a lot of carbs, yeah. And I'll try to have some protein also, yeah. Every day? Mm, yeah, every day. Okay. Um, do you portion your... Do you portion your um, meals? Mm, yeah, every, every uh, for example, protein will be like about my one hand, um, one hand size, one palm size, yeah. So that will be just enough for a meal, yeah. Okay. Alright. And then, um, so for those days, do you actually spend them alone? Mm -hmm. And on your cheat days when you're having your meals, mm -hmm. would you be doing it on your own or would you actually also be having it with friends and families? Uh, both, it depends, yeah. So if, uh, for example, after I play streetball over the weekend, I would uh, go eat dinner with my friends, yeah. Then that would be when I have a cheat day. Yeah. I see. You said street ball. Yeah. Tell us about that. So it's actually how I started playing basketball. So uh, actually I started playing street ball as early as when I started playing netball. Um, so as a kid I would just go to the basketball court and shoot some balls, you know, play around with the adults, yeah. And yeah, even until now I still uh, play street ball outside. So usually uh, there aren't many girls playing streetball, so often I play with uh, guys, which is more, there is more physical contact and uh, the intensity is higher, yeah, so it kind of helped me to uh, play uh, with girls, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So your exposure to playing with boys yeah. gave you uh, an edge mm -hmm. to play with girls. Yeah. So I'm not afraid to play with guys. So I will be. I can perform better. Right. Play with girls. Right. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for that. And so when we talk about self-care routines, we also will talk about the emotional support system mm -hmm. and who would you say would be in your emotional support system mm, i would say the friends around me friends yeah friends right. around me. yeah who else would it be mm, my parents mm, coaches yeah okay and what do you think uh, of the importance of mental health for student athletes I think it's very important because it can ruin the athlete's career and shorten the athlete's life, like, like athlete's life span. Yeah. Okay. And how do you think so far mental health has been um, has been presented in front of uh, a student athlete? Mm, I think. Uh, for me, uh, in sports school, I have uh, help from 
the NYSI with uh, psychology and just uh, they, we have talked with them and how and they teach us how to deal with uh, anxiety and um, with our own mental health issues. Right. Yeah. Uh, do you think that there could be more to be done? Mm, I would say that um, for mainstream schools, uh, athletes, uh, they don't they won't get the privilege uh, to get this kind of um, uh, uh, this kind of opportunity to uh, have talks like this and to have someone that they can uh, talk about and understand them. Yeah. Mm. Mm. So for mainstream schools, you mean? Yeah. Okay. All right, and uh, what do you think can be improved on in terms of mental health? In terms of mental health for student athletes. Mm. Mm. I feel that often uh, athletes are afraid to speak up uh, and to talk about their own uh, feelings, and they just try to you know, keep inside. And I don't. I I think that. Um, uh, we can have uh, a platform where um, it allows uh, athletes to speak up mm. in, a, in their own comfort like uh, zone. Yeah, and I think it will help them to express their feelings better. Yeah. Okay. And what kind of platforms would you think would be useful for that sort of conversations? Mm. Maybe school counselling, yeah, and uh, coaches can help them and if they like observe uh, athletes being uh, a bit off, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, as At the same time for Athlete Life, we also have workshops where we talk about youth to senior transitions and that's also the time when we would be um, kind of like the eyes and ears mm -hmm. and to, to kind of assess and see whether any student athletes need any further interventions or not. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and I think that we also have uh, such facilities such as one-on-one -on -one sessions and we would have peer support sessions mm -hmm. where we would have the platforms to have these student athletes to talk more about beyond the sport and the academics. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, thank you for that. Um, so, talking about all this time that you have been a sports person, mm -hmm. What would you think would be some of the life skills that you have learned? Mm, I would say self-discipline and leadership skills. Yeah. Tell us more about self-discipline and leadership skills. Uh, I would say for leadership is putting others before me, putting the team before me, because especially in a team sport, I would say um, the team needs is way more important than what I want, yeah. And for self-discipline is um, managing myself as an athlete, yeah. And making sure that uh, I'm responsible for whatever I do and whatever I eat and my lifestyle, yeah. I see, okay. 
And so what would you think um, some of these are being applied now? So say self-discipline and in terms of putting others mm -hmm. before you, mm -hmm. have you been able to apply that beyond your sport? Uh, yes, like mm, mm, when someone needs my help, um, I would uh, I would tend to uh, put myself in that person's shoes, and I would try to help that person before uh, considering my own um, whether it benefits me or not. Yeah, I think um, what I get in return is not as important yeah, as giving. Oh, yeah. that's beautiful. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for that. And self-discipline, uh, does it go beyond the sport? Mm, yeah, because uh, I think being disciplined is a lifestyle. Yeah. And mm, if I'm not uh, disciplined in my daily life, and it won't carry with me to become like in my athlete's uh, life. Yeah, being an athlete. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for that. Thank you. So moving forward, Helen, what does it look like for you? Mm, in the future, I want to represent Singapore for basketball. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I'm working towards that. That's good. That's yeah. really great. Okay, and what else has uh, have you got in store? Mm. And after that, I would want to look into um, what I want to do in the future, uh, aside from um, my sporting career. Yeah, like uh, I would say mm, maybe being a physiotherapy in the future, which is like related to sports still. Yeah. Okay. Do you, after RP, what do you want to do? I will uh, apply for uni. Yeah, and um, I would see um, if. Uh, and I would also try out different internships to see uh, what uh, will suit me best. Yeah. Okay, do you have anything in mind right now? Any mm. university, any internship opportunities that you're looking at? Mm. For uh, unis, I would say uh, SIM. Yeah. Okay. Uh, NUS. Okay. All right. Mm. So then, in terms of sport, you would like to represent Singapore? Yeah. And in terms of academics, you're, you're actually aiming for SIM or NUS. Mm -hmm. And you're, in terms of uh, occupation, you might just want to be a physiologist, mm -hmm. and that's going back to the sport, right? Yeah. And also, I think earlier on, I was asking you whether there's, any ever po whether there's ever any possibility of you going back to SSP. <clears throat> right? Remember? Yeah. yeah. So I was wondering, what is that? Would you, would you ever go back to your alumnus and do something with them. Mm. Would you ever consider that? I would. I would consider being a, a coach back in sports school again. <laughs> or 
being a physiotherapy there in uh, small school. That's great. That's great. And in terms of your personal development beyond sport and academics, what are you looking forward to? Nothing much. I just uh, want to focus on uh, pursuing basketball not for now. Yeah. All right. Okay. So looks like we have come to the end mm -hmm. of our interview, and we'd like to once again thank you for agreeing to participate in this interview. Thank you.